Welcome back to the Investing on the Go podcast brought to you by Fun Caliber. This week, we're discussing sustainable investing, including how the energy crisis is linked to climate change, water infrastructure, and what problems the government faces when it comes to long-term sustainability. I'm Josh Murphy. Today, I've been joined by David Harrison, manager of the Rathbone Green Bank Global Sustainability Fund. Hi, David. How are you? Good, Josh. Good to speak to you. Great to speak to you as well. Maybe let's start with the energy crisis, um, David. Um, You said that you think the basis for this is climate change. Can you tell us what you mean by that and how it might influence the market and your investments going forward? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great question, Josh. I think um, if we look at the the energy crisis, it's linked to both climate change and being too dependent on certain forms of energy. So certainly over the last 12 months, you know, we've seen um, a move um, to, to really accelerate energy independence. And this means um, you know, faster investment in uh, renewable forms of energy. So essentially, you know, decarbonizing your economy, investing in that, um, that renewable technology. Um, we already know that about 80% of um of of new investment is renewables based and i saw a stat um, i think just after christmas that um in, in the uk for example um nearly 50 percent of the energy that's produced on certain days is now renewable based so we know that we already have that strong basis but what we're seeing is that um you know governments around the world um you know particularly uh, you know europe and the us are realizing the need to become fully energy independent. So where you, you, you get the energy from clearly, but we're starting to see um, an acceleration in, in the energy transition. So decarbonizing away um, from existing uh, fuel sources. Um, and for us, that that's really exciting. You know, that opens up um, you know, huge new areas of investment and we think it will be a, a very strong long-term sustainability theme. Very interesting, David. Um, Then thinking more generally about your area um, of investment, do you think the problems government face at the moment will slow progress or accelerate it when it comes to long-term sustainability themes? Well, yeah, we actually believe very strongly it will accelerate this. Um, You know, when you think about... um, you know, the benefits of being um, energy independent or, for example, you know, think about um, electrifying the, the vehicle fleet. So, uh, you know, again, thinking about the UK, um, amazingly, in, in December 2022, um, over 30% of all new vehicles sold were pure electric and over 50% were either electric or hybrid. So whilst there is this kind of short-term noise, we're seeing um, investment in these kind of critical areas of infrastructure because you get the the economic benefit, the sustainability benefit, but also really the political benefit um, as well, which we think is really positive. In the US, for example, um, we saw the climate bill last year, which was significant. Um, with you know real investment in in electrification, uh, energy efficiency, and new areas of of energy production like hydrogen. So we were you know we're seeing evidence on the ground, but all, you know also argue very strongly that we're seeing an acceleration in many of those sustainability themes beneath the, the kind of the short term noise. Yeah, just just on one of those points you made there, David. Do you think in that case that? critical infrastructure is an area that that needs more attention 
Yes, you know, without a doubt. And you know, I break it into kind of three areas. Um, you've got the, the the energy infrastructure, which I'll talk about in a second. But you know, also thinking about the physical infrastructure. You know, the buildings. We know that nearly forty percent of global emissions become come from buildings, but also the the, the transport infrastructure. So you know, thinking about the the energy infrastructure. Um, you know, we we know that we have to move away from. Um, Carbon-heavy sources of of energy. Um, so, you know, essentially, just to give you a couple of examples. This means working um, with industry to make them more carbon light. So, we invest in a business uh, called Lindy, which is a, is a global leader in industrial gases. They will work with customers to um, make their operations um, less carbon intensive. They're leaders in uh, hydrogen um, installations, and when you speak to the company, they're seeing their opportunity set in this this area um, expand um, you know, very very strongly. Another example in that space is a business called Schneider Electric, which we own, which is listed in France, but they are one of the leaders working with. Um, if you think about the energy grid. As we move to more renewables, we need to think about updating that grid. We need to think about energy storage. So, you know, in that space alone, that there's you know there's huge need, but significant opportunity. You know, on the building side, um, you know, I mentioned that you know we've got this huge challenge around emissions. We're seeing pretty much globally um, a real step change in how um, we create commercial residential infrastructure. Um, you know how we make that more efficient, but we think we're still at the relatively early stages of a, of a long-term journey. Um, you know, on, on the transport side, you know, I mentioned that stat from the UK that you know over fifty percent of, of in one month of, of new cars sold were hybrid or electric. Yet, you know, we're still really early stages because. If you look at the major automakers, they only really pivoted to full electrification a couple of years ago. So we think that you know the opportunity in all those areas is is really exciting. Um, yeah, you know, we're still at the relatively early stages. No, I'd agree that that, that does sound um, very exciting. Um, and what about uh, water infrastructure? Um, I know you have some thoughts on this. Can you expand on them for our listeners? Yes. Yeah, so you know, if you, if you think of the the, the stat that about 30% of water is lost in the system, um, you know, particularly in areas such as the US, which has um, aging infrastructure, but also the UK. And you saw what you know, happened last summer with, with you know, we had a, a very warm summer and really the issues around water availability. Now, you know, if we, we keep having summers like that, it's going to really exacerbate the problem. So, you know, we see, um, you know, companies and investments and you know, really businesses that are you know, addressing this kind of challenge in two ways. So firstly, around, you know, efficiency in the water system. So we, we've held in the fund a business um, since we launched four and a half years ago, um, the business called Badger Meter, which is, is US listed. Um, and they make uh, kind of digital um, industrial water meters. So they'll work with a, you know, a local city, for example, put in digital meters, which improves efficiency significantly. But also, you know, one of the biggest challenges is how industries use water um you know and deliver clean and safe water so another business um we're invested in uh, called avoqua water technologies which is also us listed will work with a um with a, with a client to deliver um not only water efficiency 
but improve the, the safety of that water. Because we're seeing, you know, in part as part of the US climate bill last year, much stricter regulation around um, something called PFAS, which is, has been an issue in the US. So when we, when we think about water infrastructure, we know there's a critical need. Um, we know there are the solutions out there. And it's something that we can make kind of big strides forward. And, and frankly, we need to, um, you know, in, in the next few years. And where else are you finding opportunities today? So I'd highlight two. Um, I think the, the first one, which has been something we've, we've been invested in um, for a number of years, but we've been increasing our exposure, is the circular economy. So really, the, when you think about the circular economy, you think about the, the reuse of plastics, of waste, of everything, clothing as well. And this, this kind of trend was probably more developed in Europe, but we're seeing the US really pick this up. Um, so we, we We've been invested in a business for a little while uh, called Advanced Drainage Systems. Advanced Drainage will essentially use uh, recycled um, uh, kind of consumer bottles, consumer waste to make storm drainage, um, to make kind of that critical infrastructure for for a building. Um, and yet, you know, we're still at the early stage of adoption. So we think that's a, a really interesting area. Another one, which was a recent per- recent purchase, was. Um, a business called uh, Waste Management. You know, when you think about landfill um, and how we recycle waste, this is a huge opportunity. You know, waste management um, is a very strong fundamental business, but they've uh, invested significantly in their recycling capacity. And what we really like is that if you think about the kind of the landfill gas that that comes off, they are using that gas and then selling it back to the grid. So again, a reuse of something that was was essentially waste um, is now kind of got got a purpose, which is great. So that's one area. Um, the other area, which um, again, you know, we we think is is a very strong long term theme, is is the healthcare space. Um, I think you know what we've seen in the last uh, couple of years has been a, a real step change in innovation um, in, in drug discovery. You think about the vaccines, and it, it was always, a, you know, from an awful situation, how quickly um, the vaccine makers worked together, were able to develop a vaccine. We're seeing that across the kind of the healthcare space in terms of next generation uh, drug discovery. So you know, we've held names like Thermo Fisher Scientific in the fund for a long time, but we've recently added a, um, a couple of new names because we think this is we really are at the kind of another step change. So a business called Lonza, which is listed in Switzerland, but essentially they do the outsourced drug discovery, particularly the next generation drugs, and also AstraZeneca, which is listed here in the UK. They have a, a very strong oncology um, cancer treatment uh, portfolio and a very strong pipeline. David, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks very much, Josh. It's great to speak to you. Rathburn Greenbrand Global Sustainability can invest in companies of all sizes, but will have a bias towards mid-caps. The fund also has fully integrated sustainability analysis undertaken in collaboration with the Rathburn Greenbank investment team. This includes actively avoiding businesses involved in unethical or unsustainable practices, as well as each holding possessing at least one positive environmental, social, or governance attribute. To learn more about the Rathbone Greenbank Global Sustainability Fund, visit fundcaliber.com and don't forget to subscribe to the Investing on the Go podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Please remember, we've been discussing individual companies to bring investing to life for you. 
It's not a recommendation to buy or sell. The fund may or may not still hold these companies at the time of listening. Elite ratings are based on Fund Caliber's research methodology and are the opinion of Fund Caliber's research team only.